$2,512.67. Yeah, that's the amount of money that I lost while starting a podcast this past year. Now, if you want to stick around to find out exactly how I lost that much money, well, stay tuned. But the more important part of this video is that I wouldn't change a thing. Now, if you're watching on YouTube specifically in the title and thumbnail of this video, clickbaited you in, you've never seen my face before. I'm Tom. I'm 23 years old. I'm an amateur podcaster who, knock on wood, one day hopefully can turn this into a full-time thing. And I host a show called the R20s Podcast. Uh, If you look back at some of my older videos, it used to be called A Patch of the Blue, but (laughs) that didn't really resonate with too many people. People were like, what What does that even mean? And uh, yeah, it was more of a personal thing. It's in the past. But the show now is all focused around helping young people define what success is for themselves. And a lot of the time, the conversations focus around love, relationships, and finding that thing in our lives that really sparks a fire within us. Yeah, until you really get started podcasting, you don't realize how much it costs, especially when you're starting from nothing like I did. And when I mean nothing, like the laptop I'm recording on, I didn't have that. So that's a cost. The camera I'm looking at didn't have that. The lights, this monitor that I have, microphone, boom arm here, this desk, this chair, there's a bunch of stuff. And that's just like the physical side, the software side. Like I had to get Final Cut Pro to learn how to edit. I use a software called Alphonic to make it sound all nice. If you're listening to the audio version, uh, a website I had to get, I'm sure there's numerous other things that I'm missing. And that cost is probably a little bit higher than I said in the beginning. But like I said, I really wouldn't change anything about how I did it. You know, if you listen to any finance brother, always like, oh, you got to spend money and make money, rah, rah, type of speech. Yeah, uh, it, it's true. Uh, but when you look at it just as a normal <laughs> person, I was willing to make an investment in something that I truly believed in. And what did I truly believe in? I believed in myself, which is not something that I'm accustomed to saying. When I was growing up, especially until the end of college, really, I was like a lot of kids our age. I really struggled with believing in myself and having confidence in myself. I where did that come from? I honestly couldn't tell you because if there's one thing I'm not lacking in this life, it's support from family and friends. I've been so blessed to have that in every facet of my life, but it didn't really matter. I had this notion in my head at all times that I just wasn't good enough at anything that I did. And it's really hard (laughs) when you're getting all this external validation from a lot of people, but you look at yourself and you're telling yourself that you're no good. I graduated college in 2021. And when I finished, I started working almost immediately. And as I got into the routine of working, I immediately fell into this spiral, like that rat race that a lot of people like to talk about. I could feel the wheels turning like I was the hamster on the wheel, (laughs) just going constantly, constantly, nothing changing. And that really messed with my confidence even more than it had previously when I was in school. And I said to myself, you know, I can continue to go down this path or I can do something to try to make a change. Now, fortunately, being at the phase I am in life, I have a lot of liberties where I can go on an ambitious endeavor and I can put in a lot of time into something. And I wanted to throw myself into something that I had never really done before. Even before I started this podcast, I had always said that relationships were the most important thing in my life and everything else was just kind of secondary. Relationships with God, relationships with family, friends, loved ones, even strangers, (laughs) co-workers, it doesn't matter. Relationships with everyone, the impact that I make on other people's lives is what I personally value the most. And I wanted to start something where I can build more relationships with people who I never even imagined I could potentially meet. And I thought, podcasting was a really good endeavor. And I'm so excited to say that it's turned out even better 
than I could possibly imagine. Like I said, I started the show about a year ago. I think this episode's going to come out one week before the one-year anniversary. And it started as a patch of the blue, just me talking to the camera, getting comfortable on camera, because all I had made previously is really bad TikToks that you probably can't even find anymore. But just getting comfortable with that. My first guest was my sister, Morgan. (laughs) Then it was my amazing friends who were like, you're doing this? I want to be a part of it. And they were so supportive. And they continue to be supportive. They're like, when can I come back? It's, It's crazy. And then I get like six, seven months into this endeavor. And I'm like, you know, I really want to step outside my comfort zone. I really want to start reaching out to people who I don't even know. And I was like, how am I going to do that? If you look at my social media pages still, uh, I think the most I have on one is like 200 people and more than three quarters of them are just people that I know. So I was like, how am I going to get anybody's attention? Uh, So I resorted a lot to email because you can't really tell someone's social media following based on email. I was like, that's the perfect cover to hide uh, hide in plain sight. And... I was stunned at the response that I got from some people who I never could have imagined. One of the biggest questions I get is, oh, do you have a favorite of anybody you've interviewed? And the answer is no, because I don't really judge people based off of what they do or some status that they have. I think just any relationship that I've created over this is incredible. And it's not only, only that, like creating the relationship, but also keeping them, like staying in touch with these people afterwards. It's it's ridiculous to me. It's something that I could have never even imagined. And yet, here I am. and I feel so lucky. To celebrate one year of doing this, I really wanted to focus on two key takeaways I've had throughout this year. And one kind of has to do with the title of this video. And it's that money isn't everything. It's something, but it's not everything. The same goes for every numerical metric in our life that we place such value on, which is like follower count, how many people are watching our stuff. I really do love doing this, but I would be absolutely lying to you if I didn't tell you that almost once a week up until like two months ago, I thought about quitting (laughs) every single week, multiple times a week, honestly. Uh, There were some days where I would literally feel reluctant to get out of bed and go do my actual job (laughs) because I was so frustrated with how this was going. And it was all metrics-based. I was like, I'm not at a certain threshold that I want to be. I haven't hit uh, X amount of people watching. I haven't hit X amount of followers. And it would ruin my day to the point where I felt like a failure because I couldn't hit some metric that I came up with. Now, those feelings aren't completely gone. I'd be lying too if I said that they were. But they've definitely subsided substantially because it's not the main focus. Of course, it's a focus, just like money is a focus. But it's not the main focus. The main focus is actually making an impact in the best way that I can. What does that mean exactly? Well, I can't force an impact to be had. I can't shove (laughs) a podcast down someone's throat and say, watch this, it's going to impact your life so much. No. But if someone is going to take the time out of their day to listen to something that I've created, whether it's an hour-long version or just a five-minute clip they might see on YouTube or a little snippet you might see, if they're going to take the time out of the day and give me one of their most important forms of currency, which is time, and spend it on something that I've created. I want it to be as impactful as possible. How do you go about doing that? Putting in the research on all the guests so that it's an incredible experience for them. Not just surface level questions. So like, tell me about yourself. They've answered that question like 50,000 times. No, actually going in, doing a little digging to show that I've been listening, even though they haven't been talking directly to me. Research is only research if you don't really care about what you're doing. Listening is how I like to phrase it. I've been listening to everything that they've been saying. They haven't been directly talking to me, 
but I'm here to listen. And I want other people to listen because I think their stories are incredible. In addition to that, it's picking guests that are relevant towards young people and would really help them if they heard the message of the guest. Because, you know, I could very easily create a show that's all about like throwing stones into glass houses and spreading hate all over the place. There's so many people that do that. And I could be doing that. I'm sure I would have more attention and more views, but I don't care. Because, you know, hate is a wildfire. It spreads around all of us all the time. It feels all encompassing and you feel like you can't escape it. But guess what? Wildfires get put out. Love is an eternal flame. Love lights this world like no other. And there's not enough people in this world spreading love. I would rather sacrifice attention and notoriety from people who I will never even know and will probably never even truly care about the message that they just want some form of entertainment for love to spread it to people who actually want to feel part of a community, who want to feel love. Right now, if you took a look at how many people view this show, I could show you the metrics. It's probably like 25 to 50 per episode. 25 to 50. That's it. That bothered me so much for the past couple months that I would put all this effort into it and I would pour hours upon hours. I would come home from my day job and I would work another six hours afterwards. Weekends, gone. I felt like such a failure because I was putting all this time into something that nobody was consuming. But that's not true. 50 people were. And those 50 people, I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel like they have someone who is listening to them. They might not be talking to me, but I hear what they're saying. I hear it when I walk by them in the street. I hear them when I see them looking down at the ground and feeling like they have nothing to live for in this world. The amount of times I hear that from people our age, it sickens me that they feel like they have no hope. There is so much hope in this world. So much hope. I don't care if only 50 people are going to see this. This specific video. I don't care if 50 people are going to listen to this on Spotify or Apple or whatever. If I can help those 50 people, I feel like I've made an impact. And that's a crazy feeling. Crazy. Now, the second part I want to focus on is my mentality shift over all this. And I mentioned before, I don't really have a favorite guest, but I do have a favorite moment. When I was talking to a man named Dr. Lee Warren, it was a great episode. We talked about a lot of subjects, but there was one segment where we talked about the impact that our thoughts have on us. And his point was, our thoughts don't just impact us. It impacts the people around us, and it impacts people yet to come, your children, your children's children, and so forth. When he said that, that was about two months ago at the time of recording this video. I haven't had a single negative thought about myself since. Before that, I hadn't gone probably 15 years without having an hour free of having a negative thought about myself. That's crazy to say that out loud. I went 15 years, 24 hours a day, at least one hour a day thinking, you're just not good enough, man. You could be better. You know, you aren't everything that people say that you are. Telling that to me. And you know what? I really convinced myself that I was only hurting me. But in reality, I have a lot of people around me who love me. I was hurting them because they saw me hurting. When my children come along and my children's children come along, if I kept that same mentality, I'm going to be impacting them. I try to operate from a place of selflessness. And I was being extremely selfish by convincing myself, oh, if I talk negatively to myself, maybe I'll turn something around. Maybe a, a flip will switch. A switch will flip. <laughs> a switch will flip. And now I'll be confident. Now I'll be the man that I think that I can be. How wrong I was. I've taken that same approach into my relationships. And I want you to listen to this part 
very seriously. There's this rhetoric that goes around saying you have to eventually grow out of certain friendships to become the person that you want to be. I think friendships is the wrong word used there. I'm sure there are some relationships where you'll grow apart. That's life. You know, certain people who aren't really your friends, you will grow apart. But those people who are your friends, I'm sorry, but my new thought on life, especially after doing all this where I've been able to rekindle some relationships that I've been really bad at keeping, if they're your friends, you will not let them go. You will not. I don't care what they've gotten into. I don't care what path they're going down. I don't care if their life is on a complete spiral. If you're a real friend, you will not let them go. You will not say to yourself, I need to cut them off if I want to be the person that I could be. No. You know who didn't let me go when I was on my personal spiral and I had no confidence in myself? God did not let me go. He didn't let any of us go and he never will. He will never look at you and he will never say, oh, if I want to be the God that I want to be, I have to let this person go. That's not how this works. When I look at myself as a man and I say to myself, if I want to be the best version of myself that I can be, that means that I bring up every single person around me and I say to myself, you know what? You're on a spiral right now. Get up. I'm not letting you go. You know how many people in this world need to hear that? You know how many people in this world have been given up on? They feel like they have no hope and they're in their 20s. They're in their 20s. Their life hasn't even started yet. It would be so easy to do this podcast and do stuff about hate, to complain about the world that we live in, to just make a mockery of the world that we live That's not what I want to do. I don't care. If it takes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years for that message to finally sink in and that viewership to go from 50 to 500,000 to 5 million, it doesn't matter to me. God is telling me right now at this point that I need to focus on these 50 and I need to make an impact on anyone that's really taking the time to listen. Once I can handle that, numbers are going to come later. It's been a crazy year. And if you made it this far, then you're probably one of the ones who's been listening the whole time. And... To you, I know a lot of you, and if I don't, I really hope that I can meet you one day. I mean, the sincerest <laughs> thank you I've ever said. You have given me something in my life that has transformed the way that I think about myself, the way that I think about the world, and the way that I think about my relationship with God, and that is an invaluable gift I, I can never truly express enough gratitude for. Um, and it's only the beginning. This is only the beginning. I hope I can look back on this in a couple years' time and I could say, wow, this is where we were on today is August 19th, 2023 at the time of recording. Thank you. Until next time, I'll see you.